great to be with you this morning um, on New Year's Eve. Um, so many of you that I've seen quite a while ago, I was actually at the previous service, for those of you that maybe skipped that one, I was there, that was my first service back. Um, but if, you, if you're visiting us this morning, um, welcome to you as well, hope you enjoy the morning with us, with your family. Um, Happy New Year to each one of you. Uh, let me start off this New Year with a dad joke. Is that, is that all right? So there's obviously quite a lot, but how's this one? I was going to quit all my bad habits for the New Year, but then I, rem- I remembered that I'm, uh, nobody likes a quitter. <laughs> so won't be doing that. The bad habits will be staying. <laughs> uh, anyway. So for those of you that don't know, we were away for two months before the holiday season started in, in, in December. And so it's great to be back as a family. And uh, if I have to sum up our sabbatical or our time away in one picture, it might be this one, not that you're the next one. Yeah. Um, so I think we ate ice cream Every day, maybe twice, even some days, and I think there was a day that we had three times. It's a bit frowned upon, I know, but uh, hey, it's holiday and uh, it's a new it's a new year. I also have goals and resolutions. So I just want to say that. No, it's a great. It was a great time of rest and um, being together as a family. And I think we underestimate um, rest and how much we need rest. Um, so prioritize it this year. Rest is important. It's, even, it's important for God. Um, he, he rested, and he wants us to rest. So thank you to Donnie and the elders and the staff that supported us and covered us. Um, it's really great to be back. And yeah, we're excited for this year. So my topic for today is I had three months to think about it. Uh, how's that? It's 2023... What do you see? You have to say it like that. It's 2023. What do you see? Okay, that's the topic. Okay, so I want to ask the people just to, uh, or my helpers this morning, to give each one of you um, just a little bag, uh, a little present, a New Year's present from, from me to you. Each one have to get one, no matter the age. So it's a small bag with seeds inside. Let's just have everyone. Did everyone get one? In the baby room? Okay, did everyone receive a bag with seeds? All right. So I want you to, to look at your seeds. So there's a few different kind of seeds that we put in the bags, so it's not all the same. All right, so you got a unique one. 
But I, I'm curious to know, is there anyone here this morning that if you look at the seeds, you know what plant, you know the plant? Is there anyone? Two. Wow. Anyone, can you just put up your hands? If you look at the seed, you know what, is, what the plant is. Any, put up your hands if you know. There's a reason for that. The reason is, is because you've done it before, am I right? You had these seeds, you planted them, and you saw exactly what came up. Am I right? Those of you that say no, I, saw, I see the seed, it almost looks like a thorn or something. Um, I don't know what it is. Because you haven't seen the seed or the plant yet. Maybe you've seen the plant, but you don't know that this is the seed for that plant. Are you with me? So it's important to know what you see. You can take out your Bibles. We're going to read from, we're going to come back to the seed. A little bit later, you can hold it, feel it, put it in your Bible. You can open up your Bibles in Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1. We're going to read from verse 1. Lord, I pray that as we, as we read your word, that your words, Lord, will be so loud because it's your voice. I pray that your voice will speak in Jesus' name. All right. So, Jeremiah, before we, before we read this first chapter of Jeremiah, there's a few notes you have to keep in mind about Jeremiah because this guy was so interesting. don't know whom of you have done a study on Jeremiah before, but he was really a great prophet, but he was a, a people's person. He was a, he was a guy guy, you know, one of those lacquer guys. But he was very emotional as well. And so the first chapter is like a small autobiography about Jeremiah. He started his ministry at 17, sort of about 17 years old, and it stretched for 40 years. They called him the weeping prophet. He also wrote Lamentations, which is probably the most saddest book in the Bible. He was the author of that book. And why they call him the weeping prophet is he, he really prophesied and spoke in a difficult time in Israel's history, the last few years before they went into exile. He was the prophet that spoke while the last five kings was reigning over Israel. And so he carried, he carried a hope in his spirit for his people, for his country, for the situation that they find themselves in. He, he carried that hope inside of him. And it was very emotional for him. But he was rejected by his family from a young age. He was shunned by the priests that didn't like him. He was abandoned. He was branded a traitor by the kings. They felt like he traded them. Um, he traded them. The people hated him, they didn't like him, and so he was beaten, he was imprisoned, and he was many times in hiding. He was also a lover of nature, and many times he prophesied from nature. When he looked at nature, he would prophesy using nature to prophesy. He was a person that you and I can relate to. That's really Jeremiah. Paul even said, you know, if there's one prophet that I would be able to relate to, it was Jeremiah. And so let's read this 
almost this, 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 this biography of Jeremiah in the first chapter. It says, the words of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, one of the priests who were in Anateth in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, and in the 13th year of his reign. I just com- uh, compressed it a little bit there. It's not compressed in my Bible. Um, it came also in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, and until the end of the 11th year of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, until the captivity of Jerusalem in the fifth month. So this intro is just sort of important so that you can understand that the time that Jeremiah was prophesying was a difficult time. The people didn't want to serve God anymore. They didn't. Josiah, the, the sort of the fifth last king, he tried to turn things around, but it was sort of already written on the wall that, you know, this plane is going to crash. And so the last four kings was really terrible and evil kings, and then um, Israel went into captivity. And so God called Jeremiah, and he said, verse 4, Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. And then I said, Jeremiah saying, Ah, Lord, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am only a youth. For to all to whom I send you, you shall go, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you in this difficult time that the people are in. I want you to go. I'm going to send you and command you and do what I tell you to do declares the Lord. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have set you this day over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to break down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant, verse 11. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see an almond branch. And then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I'm watching over my word to perform it. And the word of the Lord came to me a second time saying, what do you see? And I said, I see a boiling pot facing away from the north. And then the Lord said to me, out of the north, disaster shall be let loose upon all the inhabitants of the land. And then you can skip to the last two verses, verses 18 and 19. And I, behold, I make you this day, God is speaking, a fortified city, saying to, a, to, a, to Jeremiah, I'm making you an iron pillar and bronze walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, its officials, its priests, and the people of the land. They will fight against you, but they will not prevail. For I am with you, declares the Lord, to deliver you up to there. What an incredible chapter, right? And so this chapter can almost be divided into three or four parts, which is the intro, and then the three main parts, that is um, from verse 4 to 10, and then 11 to 14, and then 
the last part. And so I, I sort of divided this chapter in these three parts and, and put a title on each one. And the first part, um, verses, 14, four, verses 4 to 10, is, is, is really a reminder. Is God coming? And you can call it a reminder. I call it a reminder. You can call it affirmation. You can call it validation. You can call it confirmation. But it's really God coming and he's saying to Jeremiah, listen, my boy, I call you. I know you. I've formed you. I have created you. I am the one that have set you apart. I have consecrated you. I am the one that appointed you. I am the one. I formed you. I know you because I've called you. It's coming to remind Jeremiah, and in all the ways that Jeremiah can respond, he says, oh, Lord, I, I don't know. I can't speak. I can't speak. I am, I am just a youth. So Jeremiah sees himself through his own eyes. He's seeing the things that he's seen before. He's not seeing what God is seeing, am I right? That's why he responds that way. Saying, Lord, I cannot speak. I'm just a youth. Why, why are you calling me? And then God continues this affirmation, this reminder, this confirmation on his calling. And he's saying, and he, he's saying do not say this. Do not say this thing that you are just a youth. I'm with you. I, the king of kings, I'm with you. And he's saying, do not be afraid. Listen to this. And God touched Jeremiah's mouth. And he placed his words in his mouth. That's interesting. And then, even another confirmation, almost a third time in this in the section, God coming and he, and he reminds and, he, and he's busy affirming this prophet that he's calling. And he's saying in verse 10, see. He's saying, see, I want you to see what I see. Saying in verse 10, see what I'm seeing, Jeremiah. What I'm seeing is I have set you this day over nations and kingdoms. I have set you. This is what I'm seeing with my eyes, is I have set you over kingdoms. And so God uses the six verses to almost validate and affirm and remind Jeremiah of who he is so that he can see himself this way. Are you with me? And so nine times God comes in, in this few verses, and he says to Jeremiah, listen, I'm in control. He says, I know you. He says, I formed you. Yes, your family might reject you, but I'm the one that formed you. He said, I consecrated you. The priest might have shunned you, but I have set you apart to be a prophet. I appointed you a prophet in a difficult time. Yes, it is a difficult time. 
but I appointed you to do this work. And I'm the one that sent you to go. I'm the one that commands you to speak. I'm, I'm giving my words to you, and I am with you. I'm with you when you are beaten. I'm with you in the prison. I'm with you when you are hiding. All of these things that happen, God is saying, I'm with you. And then he says, I have set you. I have set you over this situation. Such an amazing moment where God just comes and he just reminds Jeremiah of his calling, of who he is, that he was called. And then he continues, very interestingly enough, into the second part, which I would like to call a prophecy. So a reminder, a prophecy. And it's from verse 11 to 14, when God just then asks Jeremiah, I have told you what I see, now what do you see? He asks Jeremiah, what do you see? And in all the ways, again, that Jeremiah could respond, this time, he responded prophetically. He responded prophetically. And, he, and Jeremiah sees an almond branch, which is the first branch or the first of the branches that would bud in the springtime. Life. He's seeing an almond branch. And God says, good, you're right. And he asked him a second time, what do you see? And Jeremiah gaining confidence and giving even more detail to his prophecy. And so to be able to see helped Jeremiah to prophesy, to fulfill his calling. Can you see that? Ezekiel saw bones. God saw an army. The ten spies saw the giants, but Caleb and Joshua saw a land filled with milk and honey. The disciples saw the cross, but Jesus saw the victory. The question is, what do you see? What do you see? Most of the time, we, we see through our physical eyes. We look at our situations. We look at our decisions, our relationships, our resources, and our careers, and, and, and we are being led by our physical eyes and what we see and experience in the moment. And God is saying, I want you to look through your spiritual eyes because I want to be there with you. Because I know you. I formed you. <laughs> and so can you for a moment close your eyes and your physical eyes and see through your spiritual eyes what God is seeing and hear how God is asking you, what do you see? What do you see for this year? What do you see for 2023? What do you see when you think about um, your decisions? The decisions that you have to make this year. Maybe you already are in a battle of certain decisions that you have to take and it's hard decisions. Is there a place where you can take a moment and prophesy over those, de um, those decisions? 
Is there a place where you can prophesy over the relationships that's going well and over the relationships that's not going well and ask God to see what he sees so that you can see it? A year ago, I saw a boy <laughs> lying on a hospital bed and we thought he was going to die one year ago. I did not see what God sees, but God saw miracles. And there's a reason why Sammy can run around here, because God sees something else. I did not see that he was going to make it, but God saw it. I want us to prophesy into situations, into moments, into relationships. Can you prophesy into your finances this year, into your resources, into the debt that you have, that you can take and you can put it before God and you can say, Lord, I'm prophesying over this situation. No more. Up to this point, Lord, I want to see what you see. I cannot do this anymore. <laughs> can you prophesy over your career, your job, your people, the people you're leading? And speak life. What do you see? I feel how God is speaking to each one of you because none of us are exempt from this. We all experience things. But God wants to be there with you and he wants you to see what he sees. And then there comes this last part, these last two verses. And I like to call this last part a promise. Verse 18 to 19, God comes and after Jeremiah prophesied, God said, yes, well done, my boy. Listen to this promise. And so I will make you, I, God is saying, I will make you this day a fortified city. Have you ever seen a fortified city? Iron pillars. Not cement pillars, iron pillars. I will make you this day bronze walls. It says I will make you strong against the whole land, against the kings of Judah. Anything that will face you this year, God is saying, I am making you. Verse 19, and they will fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you. Why? Because I am with you, declares the Lord. He is with you like he was with Jeremiah in the prison, like he was with Jeremiah when he was hiding, when he was beaten, when you have to make tough decisions at your workplace. Some of you may be starting a new school year and you're scared or university or you starting new ventures this year and you don't know what to do. You are scared. You're afraid. And God is saying, I am in those moments. I am with you and I want you to see what I see. That sound, it's not supposed to be there. Can you hear Sammy's sound? He has a trachy. It's not supposed to make sounds. That's a miracle. And so we are trusting God for more miracles this year. For more miracles. Because God already sees the miracles. God is with us. He already paid the price. And he says, he will deliver us. He will save us. 
because Jesus died on the cross already. He paid the price. He will deliver us. He will be with us. He will rescue us. So go for it. Don't be afraid. Amen? A reminder, a prophecy, a promise. God is saying, what do you see? And so this is the question I want to leave with you. If you take, if you take this seed, what do you see? Do you see like Jeremiah saw at first himself, like a youth cannot speak? What do you see? Or can you put on your prophetic lenses or glasses for a moment? And when you look at 2023, like it says there, a blank canvas, what do you see? And so I want to give you a moment, just by yourself, to pray and to ask the Lord, while holding the seed in your, life, in your hand, the seed represents a process of life. It represents hope, initiation. It represents provision. And so if you, if you have this in your hand and you, you're like, Lord, I, what do you see for this new beginning? Maybe you can write it there or do whatever you want to do. You can even go and plant this. It is nursery, plant, nursery seeds. And see what comes up. Because God is excited for this year for you to see the way that he sees. And so just for a moment, we're going to play some music and just ask the Lord to speak to you um, as he spoke with Jeremiah.
pray this morning for each one of us here today. And as a collective, we want to thank you that you are the one that created time and space for the sun to come up in the morning, the moon in the evening, which makes days to go by and we can have a first of January where we can stand and say, Lord, it's the beginning of the new year. Speak to us. It's a new beginning. It's a blank canvas. We don't know, Lord, what's going to happen three months from now. We don't know, Lord, if there's another health crisis or economic crisis. We don't know. But you know. You already saw the picture. So, Lord, do we not fail, Lord, to ask the life giver to lead us and guide us because you want to. May you speak to each one of us, Lord, about this year. May the seeds that we sow this year, Lord, may it produce miracles. May we see your hand move in our lives. May we know that you are God. May we see, Lord, people come into your kingdom like never before. We thank you, Lord, for this new year pray that you will be with us. Thank you for this word. Thank you for Jeremiah. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.